Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is pod.com We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them We talking about life and life to stream right to you From the microphone right to your home, dude Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo Cause there it is Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us in this special Memorial Day episode. Memorial Day was yesterday, and uh, we hope you had a safe weekend. And uh, that's easier to do in some places than in others (laughs) right now. uh, If you're just staying home, then you're safe. Okay. Uh, we are joined by a uh, girlfriend of the show, Justina. Hello. Good to see you. I haven't seen you, I feel like, in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we uh, live in a studio apartment. Not a studio apartment. We're, it's like a two-room apartment. Anyway, um, yeah, um, I'm glad that you're with me. Thank you. Um, so today i just want to talk about a couple of things you know just have a little easygoing week and an easygoing episode uh, for you we have a new episode next week scheduled and um i decided to ask a couple of listeners for uh questions one was a friend of the show, Evan. She's Evan Harris. She's yep. been on the podcast before in uh, like festival episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she had some a couple of questions. And then um, fraternity brother of the show, Greg Harris, also shared some. Or Horez, as we used to say in college. Dang. Um, <laughs> that's, I don't, we just said it that way. Greg Horez. And uh, he uh, also a, a patron mm. uh, of the party wow on, on Patreon, so uh, very thankful for that. And you know, both of them are avid listeners, so they ask some good questions. And let's just jump right in. Okay. So Evan asks uh, a few things. So she wants to know what post-pandemic comedy content is a good or a bad idea. And will audiences have fatigue for that stuff, uh, you know, I guess later on? So do you think that Evan means post-pandemic as in, like, the Zoom shows that are happening right now? Or what's going to happen after we can go back to... I think she means Zoom shows. So I think it's, like, yeah, I think it's fatiguing for audiences 100% speaking as an audience member. Like, (laughs) especially, like, if you're going to talk about, like, digital content that you can consume, like, you can watch Barry or you can watch an independent improv team. And, you know, you've got to support improv, right, if you want it to remain alive. Mm -hmm. But I think it shall remain alive. And just, like, Mm -hmm. talking production quality, like, our brains, if we're going to watch something on a screen, our brains are programmed to be far more entertained than what a digital improv show will provide us with. You know, like, we're, we're, you know, our brains want special effects, music... Yeah. You name it. Animation. I just like 
a lot more than what an improv digital show provides. Also, and I'll stop talking after this, but like, um, um, improv shows. I remember before, um, the pandemic, like I saw Ask Cat on a video the mm-hmm. first time and that was with an audience, you right, know? Right. And it wasn't as good as being there in person. It kind I kind of wasn't yeah. really laughing. I was kind of like, hmm. Even though it was so funny, I was just like, mm-hmm. I really love that DVD. Of it's that a great cat. DVD. They're I so funny. A lot okay. That, I don't really laugh. Um, <clears throat> actually, I'm not a big laugher in general in improv shows. Even though I'm thoroughly enjoying myself, which is a problem because part of being an audience member in an improv show, I I feel as an improviser, not not for any audience member, but like as an improviser audience member, I feel like I should support with my laughter if I if it's funny. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But um. But yeah, like I, recorded improv yeah, yeah. is just it's doesn't totally have the same magic. I actually do enjoy recorded improv um, when it's recorded as well as they were recording it for um, like Ass Cat. Yeah, and TJ and Dave have right. a couple DVDs out. Right, and so I actually do like that. That stuff is is well filmed, um, but it is better live. It is better seeing that stuff live. So I'm with you there. Even and, Middle Edition shorts yeah. would have been better live. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's something about discovering it in the room together. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I will watch a live concert on DVD, but it is better to be there. Right. <laughs> you know, so 100%. like that's just always the case. And with music, it's so interesting. People have had this conversation a billion times, but really quickly, like music, you can record in the studio and it's very satisfying to the list- listener. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't record in the studio improv. I feel like, or maybe you can. I don't know if anybody has. Uh, I mean, well, like you know radio, what? Comedy, comedy, bang, radio. bang does that. Comedy, bang, bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always call it comedy, comedy, bang, bang. Oingo, boingo, oingo. Yeah, they, so they are. That's true. And that's, but that's structured in such a way that it's like an interview. So it, yeah. makes it, it helps it work. And then there's like, you know, there's like the other Oh, and oh, from humans. the Magic Tavern. Um, right. What's it called? Um, um, isn't that it? Um, something from the Magic Tavern. It's a phenomenal improvised. It's like um, Second City or. Um, I think it's Second City. Chicago people, I believe. <sighs> They're great. They're so great. It's the funniest thing. And that's improvised. So Mm -hmm. I kind of take back what I said earlier. And I'm sorry. Well, it's just different. Um, But here's the thing. I think because radio was around so long, and there was live radio at one point where people were doing scripted shows and things like that, it really wasn't so much of a change to do that in the podcasting realm. Like, that's fine. Where it's super different is going from stage to Zoom. And that's the thing. Like, it's, I'm fine doing it and I love seeing everybody. Uh, I love seeing my team. So it's been fun uh, to that degree. But it's not like it's my best improv. You know, it's not like the best improv anybody can put up because you're just like, I know there's some people like Peter McNerney from The Magnet. He's standing. He's trying like it keeps his juices going, I guess. But for me personally, I can't stand uh, just because of our the way our apartment is. Yeah, it's, and the ceilings are four feet. Well, <laughs> I don't mean that. It's just that it's if I'm doing a show, I mean we're both doing shows at night on different teams, and if it's within the same hour, then it's hard to it's hard to do them. Um, 
it's hard for like one person to set themselves up so they can stand while the other person is like, you know, getting on the Zoom call. <laughs> like it just wouldn't work. Um, nevertheless, you're not able to use your body. That's the point that I'm trying to make. You're not able to like really act right uh, the way you want to act. But I've seen some improvisers. I feel like I've seen them improvise in a way I never have before, in a good way, because they're using their facial expressions more. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because they're kind of more conscious of being watched, because they're on camera. And they're seeing their own face. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Also, the podcast is Hello from the Magic Tavern, and I can't recommend it enough. Um, I would also add to the Zoom thing, I think people are also listening a little better, because you have to, because there's that delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still not the best way to do improv. When, with, <laughs> this, this, you know, with these improv shows that we're doing on Zoom, my my philosophy, and I'm not saying it's right at all, but I'm just telling you this is what keeps me going. I'm like, this is community. This is like yeah. maintaining this community. Yeah. And like, man, this is these are not my best shows. These are not our best shows. I, I, I have thought every show we've done has been funny. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just and like, I have to as show much up. As we're to, ragging on it, too. Yeah, you gotta. Sh- you. I have to show up to 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 continue what we're doing, you know. Right. So it's it's a responsibility, but it's also a way to get out of the apartment. Yes. In a way. Uh, so you know, I'm thankful for it. Uh, it isn't my best improv. Isn't my best work. However, there's a lot of good work. Still being done. Still a lot of funny stuff. Uh, you heard me laughing the other day, uh, pretty hard at Trike. So, right. Um, it's not to say don't watch it, but definitely like I will be happy to be back on a stage again. Yeah, and I think I might be even a little stronger in some respects because of that. You're saying just like, <laughs> but because of what you're saying about like, uh, like being a little bit more expressive. Yeah, you know that. So that's uh, that's. Uh, I think the good thing. All right. Next question from Evan. What are good stay home activities? Well, we've been doing a few things. Uh, you've been reading a lot. I've been reading, I've been so reading much, a yeah. little. Yeah. What are you reading? So I've been rereading some of my favorite books and mm-hmm. reading new ones. I'm currently reading East of Eden for the second time, and it's really great. But I've read a few different books. I've read The Thorn Birds. I've read, um, um, I've read, this was a book club book with my improv team, A Darker Shade of Magic, which is a fantasy book. I reread His Darker Materials. I finished The Four Agreements. Um, I reread my favorite, one of my favorite books, Olive Kitteridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just reading, I'm re I'm reading, um, I'm re, I'm reading, um, I forget how to say it. Um, the House of Spirits, um, which is in Spanish, so it's taking me a long time. And then um, I'm re- reading The Artist's Way and completing that program right now. And it's really good. And that's all. So you haven't made any time for the Bible. Jesus. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> I... Uh, I've had this book that I have picked up and put down off and on um, for 15 years. <laughs> and like gone years not trying to read it. Um, and it's a music theory book. And I've uh, picked that back up and uh, I'm committing myself to reading that. 
and uh, I've been doing a lot of meditation. That's another thing I've been doing. And um, other reading opportunities. I would like to read more than I have, but... You and I are going to do a book club together. Yeah. Remember, we're going to do... Well, we've done book club together before, and it's yeah. like really fun. Just the two but, of us. Um, Just the but we're going to do this book um, that Seth Meyers recommended. Um, I'm looking it up because I ordered it. It hasn't gotten here yet, but... Because mm-hmm. um, it's Memorial Day. Yeah. The name Memorial of the book it gets, here, gets here on Thursday. All all the light we cannot see. Mm-hmm. And I've just heard amazing things about it. I don't know what mm-hmm. it's about, and I'm really glad about that because I love to read a book yeah, when I don't yeah. know what it's about. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's just read and not even read the back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I really, I'm a big judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I really look at the cover. And then also, I just look like, has it won the Pulitzer Prize? Like, all of Kitteridge did, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have I, do I know a lot about this book? Like, East of Eden, like, I've, I've heard that it's, like, epic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I, I, I take into account reviews how pretty the book is <laughs> and what celebrity is endorsing it at any given time. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And, um, what other, oh, um, I always say that playing video, like playing a video game, like a good one is like reading a book that's interactive because you're still getting a story. Mm-hmm. Justina doesn't like video games. and she I'm like just like, the, I'm, I'm the stereotypical <laughs> girlfriend who doesn't understand what's going on why you're playing it for so long at any given time. And, and and I say so long, Jason sighs, so I guess to him it's not so long, and I can accept that, but like to me it's so long. It's I, like I, I do stuff, I do stuff, I do stuff to you that is, that you see as wasteful, you know? Your time is your time, you can do what you want with it. Um, oh. I'm just saying. Do I need the silent judgment, though? Ain't no silent During judgment. My time? Oh. I'm asleep, but I can hear you click, click, clicking. <laughs> All right. Well, nevertheless. Oh, and we exercise. I exercise more than Jason. Jason meditates. True. I meditate more than Justine. Uh, way more. I don't meditate at all. <laughs> I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. It's not a competition. Quarantine is not a competition. I kind of feel playing like Spider-Man it is. That's why I got I off of social it. media. I love the Spider-Man well, game. Good. I think it may be the best video game I've ever played. Okay, let's move on. That was home activities stay home activities everyone's been doing video games um and here's evan's last question are you happy to be coupled in quarantine are you peak coupling what is peak coupling basically are you now telepathic okay great question it is a great so um uh, she asked a couple different things in the one question, Evan. Mm-hmm. I'm Typical Evan. Um, no. But um, I think that it's very good that we're together. I mm-hmm. would not want to do this alone. No. And I, I really feel for the people that are doing it alone. Yeah. You know, I, I'm hoping that they're finding ways to connect with other people, you know, over mm-hmm. the internet or, or whatever, you know. But whatever of course, works. our friend Andy Roberts is just talking to people on face chat facetime for hours like eight hours a day yeah um <laughs> we were like so concerned about him yeah we called him one day and we were just like we need to make time for andy today because he's alone he's in alone. that apartment and he and he was like yeah you guys i was I, you're my sixth call today yeah i was just talking to robin <laughs> talking to some other so anyway suffice it to say we're no longer friends with him yeah but um anyway being a couple in quarantine is fine we're not telepathic that's not happened 
No. And Jason has put up a blanket over his office, so I can't. <sighs> so not, I think it's more of a divide. This is such a <laughs> misleading it's, way. But it's not to there normally. It. It's still misleading. <laughs> so, as many of you listeners may know, I am updating the space. I'm updating where I record. That's where my desk is. It's a little nook. And uh, for several months now, I've had a blanket. It is a moving blanket. And it's, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a hack of studios that people have found online. And um, I have it up. And uh, I put it up when recording is necessary. Or I put it up uh, when I perform and um was recording the other day and I put it up and I was I was updating over the weekend the space again and so I was testing that and so we recorded yesterday. So anyway, that's the only reason it's up. And uh Justine acts like um it's some sort of It is objectively quantifiably up more than before oh. quarantine. Yeah, because I I more is happening. I would just have it for an interview and when I recorded the podcast. However, now on top of those two things, I'm also recording more and uh, doing the improv. And I want I want that up when I do improv. And I don't like taking it down, uh, <laughs> so I I leave it up more than I did before. Because it's annoying to take it down a bunch. That's the story. That's the saga of the blanket. Okay. Now let's move on to Greg's questions. Greg asks... Well, he just has one really strong question. Um, Take notes, Evan. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Hmm. (laughs) So he asked this within the context of how on 9-11, it felt like we might never laugh again. So he was wondering, as a comedian... How we navigate during, uh, how we navigate doing comedy during big events like 9/11 or this virus. Interesting. It is a good question because I remember 9/11. We were in college together, Greg and I, and um, yeah, that day did not feel like, like if even if you're thinking about comedy, um, which I wasn't necessarily. <laughs> Uh, I just, who knew, like, I didn't, I I didn't know what joy we would be able to have again. You know, it was, it was weird. And right now it's just like such a, it's hectic emotionally and mentally. I feel like very hectic and worrying. And we are still, we are laughing because this is such a prolonged thing that we found ways to laugh and we didn't have Tiger King, um, <laughs> 9-11. We didn't have Netflix the way we have it now, even if we had it uh, on 9-11. So it's just we have different things at our disposal to combat it. But uh, as far as doing comedy, I I know a lot of people have said the thing kind of critical of celebrities and entertainers uh, putting content out like, Oh, because what are we going to do? What would people do without them? Um, But everyone's putting out content. Even those people who criticize it are saying it in content that they're putting out. Uh, I think part of the way that we're doing it is just by like kind of 
almost going through the motions. It's just like, here's some sense of normalcy that we can have. And as far as like coming up with comedy, since it's improv and we're not talking about uh, like anything specific with what's going on right now, um, it's still, I'm, I found a way to still be creative and think about a whole other world when I do improv. But if I were trying to write stand up right now, I have absolutely no idea. Or like write monologue jokes. I don't know how. It, I I wouldn't know necessarily how to do that right now. Because it just seems like everything would be so focused on the one topic. Well, I'm a very sensitive person. And so I think that like I, I the reason that I can keep doing it right now is because I wasn't affected and my family was not affected by this so much and if they had been then I I think I'd have a hard time doing it to be completely honest I I don't know if I would be doing my weekly improv shows if somebody close to me was Mm. sick if somebody close to me was sick and I couldn't visit him or her for you I've noticed that um you've had some bursts of creativity since um, we've been quarantined because you did a TikTok and we've done it like a couple of silly that things. That is so sad that I have produced a single TikTok <laughs> well, you've been and we're calling that. it a burst of creativity. That wasn't the only thing I'm talking about because um, there's also the a, a bit that we're planning for an event that's uh, happening later and uh, you've You've written more. You've had a bunch of ideas. But I don't attribute that to the outside world, apart from the fact Mm -hmm. that I just have literally extra time and I'm sleeping more. (laughs) Like, that's all it is to me. Because this is what happens to me on vacation. Every vacation I go on or whenever I take off of work, all of a sudden, like, I'm going to write my one-woman show now, you know? And then (laughs) sure enough, I go back to work, Mm -hmm. which just speaks to my own time management issues. But... Mm -hmm. um, but that's not really answering Greg's question. Well, yeah, I mean, I know that, but like it is uh, related because you have a little more time because you're not traveling into the city um, and because uh, you're working from home and uh, you're not leaving for working out because you're working out at home. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of time that you're able to spend here. Um, but yeah, there have just like the last month or so, I feel like you have. Um, had a few moments where you're like, oh, let's do this thing. Let's do that. Like, more than ever before. I, it's just because I have more time mm-hmm. and I'm sleeping more. Yeah. Well, if you want to be more creative, everyone, especially during uh, some something that might be difficult for you, sleep more. Just get some sleep. <laughs> Honestly, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, hopefully some good will come out of this and there'll be more work from home as a rule after this you know yeah though obviously not all jobs can be work from home that's true but i mean there's like everyone has seen those memes that said that were like oh so that meeting really could have been just an email Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think that's something there are a lot of practices in the business and office world that really need to change they weren't good before and now that we know we can be more efficient without forcing things um, or or kind of making people take meetings that they didn't necessarily need to take, uh, then you know the productivity would go up. People would probably be happier too. Like there's always ways that we can tweak things and do better. Um, 
And I think for me, creatively, um, it's really just like this one good thing that's come from just being home during this time because I heard so much about like have a schedule. I uh, realized I I need to um, just schedule time. Like I've learned a little better about scheduling time for some of the personal projects that I hadn't scheduled time for. So um, that's been good. Like I was good about scheduling time for the podcast or the, the newsletter or something work related or whatever like that. But when it comes to uh, just like silly things that I want to do or fun things or good things for me, even like, like meditation, I was never putting that in my schedule and I'm putting it in my schedule all the time. Um, so that's been good. I think that's been a good thing. And that I think has helped me creatively a little bit. Um, I'm definitely in a better headspace to uh, sit down and write than I was a, a month ago. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to like write a pilot right now either. <laughs> well, that's been today's episode. Thank you for listening. There it is. If you want to check out other episodes, you can. They are all on iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts, as they call it now, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and other places like Last FM or Last.fm. Uh, we're on there, I found out. And <laughs> I didn't intend to put myself there. They're just there, which is great. There it is. There it is. Is there. There it is, is there. Is there. And <laughs> uh, also, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at There It Is Pod. And also, um, subscribe to our also subscribe to our newsletter. It is a comedy lifestyle newsletter. We have a lot of fun tidbits, and it's free, and it goes out on Mondays. And I hope you enjoy it. Subscribe to that today at There It Is Pod. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 